Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, the co-host, or our guest. All medical information given is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any disease or condition. Please see your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. And as always, thank you for listening. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, N.D., CNH, is the best-selling author of the ebook The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now. Available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life for the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I'm very excited. We have an amazing guest as usual and we are welcoming your comments and your questions if you'd like to call in you can do so at any time you can skype in or you can call 646-564-9712 and i believe we have mr walt from uh, right uh, as i like to call him ghost hunter walt on twitter are you there walt i am can you hear me okay I can hear you. Great. I wouldn't miss it for the world anyway, Kim. You know that. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Well, I like um, faithful people that show up on the radio show. And I think we have Ms. Shannon as well with us. How are you, Shannon? Hello, everybody. I'm doing good. Wonderful. Well, um, first of all, as always, a couple housekeeping things before we get into our uh, guests and the topic. We do have tonight with us, I hope I have the title right because this is what I've been promoting, um, the author of, I believe it's called The Next Human, and um, I'm sure he'll correct me if I'm wrong. Is that right, Shannon? I believe that is correct. Okay, and it's Jason Lincoln Zephyrs. I'm really interested to talk to him. He has had quite the journey in this reality, and he has a lot of amazing and interesting things to share. So like I said, uh, if you have any questions as we go along, feel free to call in. There's a lot going on, and um, first of all, I'm right in the middle or the beginning of a telesummit at www.socialconsciousness.com called Awakening Your Heart with the Masters. We've had Vedic astrologer Carol Allen on. We've had uh, Casey and Brad we had on today. Who else have we had, Shannon? We had um, John Schulte. Oh, yeah, John Schulte was on yesterday, and he'll and be helping us co-host. Well, and Jared, Jared Hewitt. Tomorrow. Yeah, Jared Hewitt, the amazing and wonderful. Uh, my friend Jared Hewitt will be on tomorrow doing live healings and taking um, your questions and doing some intuitive work as well. So we've got a lot going on. So if you'd like to go to um, Social Consciousness and sign up, it's also posted on my Facebook and on my Twitter. And you can actually win an iPad. That's a grand prize, iPad Mini, which I don't know. I should probably just give away an iPad since I think the difference is like 75 bucks or something crazy like that. And then each day, the, a lot of the speakers are giving away free healing sessions. I'm giving away a, um, I forget what it's called. It's like a Nook Reader with a glow light. 
and I think I'm going to give away a free 15-minute session with me, but I haven't done my package um, yet since I'm one of the co-hosts. But anyway, it's an amazing thing. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, what else is going on, Shannon? I feel like, it, oh, yeah, and then Jared and I are in the middle of promoting our ultimate Valentine month, and the replay, I think, is up on Facebook. If it's not up on Facebook, I'll post it, um, and I'll be sending out a mailing about that. So you can write Shannon at Shannon, period, don't you love me, Shannon, Shannon, period, yeah. doctor, period, Kim, period, <laughs> at com. if you'd like to listen to the replay of our call. Shannon, I don't know if you've listened, you listened to it. It was an amazing call with, like, super crazy energy. We've been getting a lot of comments. I think it's one of our best calls that we've actually ever done together. So that's what's going on in my world. And what's going on with you, Walt? Uh, just been busy with work and getting over the flu. You had that's that, right? You was sick last week. Yeah. You're so sick, aren't you? Are you kind yeah, of sick? Actually, I'm, I feel great now. So <laughs> I'm back to my normal self. You know what we awesome. say, you need to raise your frequency because when you raise your frequency, you don't get sick, right, Shannon? Absolutely. <laughs> you got to raise that frequency, boy. <laughs> well, I, I you should have called time. you up and you could have raised it for me. Uh, you know it. You'd even try. You'd even uh, try. I, uh, I slept for I got three days. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you for showing up when you were sick. That That is a sign of a good friend. And uh, a very diehard radio host. <laughs> What's going on in your world, Shannon? Um, just busy, busy, busy with work. Always get a lot of emails. Um, I've gotten a lot of wonderful emails about the ultimate Valentine that you're doing with Jared. The call was amazing last night. A lot of people are interested in that. And I'm getting, just sending out a lot of a lot of products lately. The mineral salts we actually launched last week. And... Um, so I'm busy sending those out, and we got a new oil coming out, which we've already sent samples to a few people, but um, just really excited about all the new things coming up. And also our video class, our Sacred Geometry oh, yeah, that's coming what up I Saturday. Knew <laughs> I'm a little right. nervous, but very excited. It's going to be the first one of a series. So if anybody listening is interested in that, they can email me, again, at shannon.com. Doctor Kim at Gmail. Yeah, and that's forty-seven dollars. We're gonna be discussing sacred geometry and the application <laughs> for wealth and abundance. So again, it'll be a live video. We're gonna throw Shannon on there first. I'm gonna make Shannon introduce me, so you guys will get to see Shannon, and she'll talk for a couple minutes, and then I'm gonna come on. We do have a special guest um, coming on. We're gonna try Pat Good. She'll also be on the Telesummit later. She's gonna talk about um, sacred geometry and feng shui for a little bit, as well as some applications for wealth and abundance. So we're really excited about that because we'll get to show you guys some amazing and interesting things. And we have quite a few people signed up and um, from the telesummits as well. So thanks, everybody. So um, I'm not sure. I know I see Kelly on there. Hi, Kelly. So I know um, I have two other numbers. So I'm not sure which one is our um, author. So I'm going to play Russian roulette um, and pick one and see. Do you know his area code? Wait, I guess I could look. Hold on a minute. Uh, I, that's the one I was going to pick. So now I know. So I'm going to go ahead and um, introduce our author, unless you want to do it. Well, do you have the information I sent you? Do you want to introduce him? Um, uh, Jason Lincoln Jeffers, the next human. Yep. Do you have that whole that whole press pack that I sent you for him? I mean, I, I get a, a press pack. I just sent it to you like probably seven minutes ago, so you might want to. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you know, us the secret to everything. We are, we are always super prepared. That's because this is like my third hour of radio today, and I've been on the phone with clients. But um, I'll go ahead and introduce them unless, do you want to, unless you want to, Shannon. I don't have it in front of me right now. All right. So Jason Lincoln Jeffers, I'm going to give the short bio, and I'm going to let him tell you his long bio. So, uh, Jason, you can you can do that uh, to get ready. But Jason Lincoln Zephyrs is a spiritual teacher, a life and wellness coach, a mystical artist. That sounds interesting. We're going to have to ask him about that. Astrologer, entrepreneur, author, self-taught authority on metaphysics, transpersonal psychology, and alternative medicine. His mission is to help humanity awaken to its divinity. We call that ascension in my world. Access its untouched free will. We call that sovereign reality and evolve into the next human. So you can definitely see why I am really excited to have Jason on. I think um, what we teach 
uh, overlaps quite a bit. And um, welcome to The Secret to Everything, Jason. How are you this evening? Hi, Dr. Kimberly. I'm, I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be with you tonight. Oh, I'm so excited. I've actually read quite a bit. That is a book. I'm telling you guys, that is, that's one of those books that it's really worthy of your investment. You know, sometimes people, people complain about mine because um, at one time it was close to 10 bucks, and they're like, it's only like, what, 25 pages? I mean, there's a lot in those 25 pages. But yours is a very, very um, amazing. I, I'm curious. I know I'd like to ask you, you know, about your biography, of course, and, and how you got where you are today. But how long did it take you to write that? Because that is quite a book. Oh, thank you very much. Um, it took me about nine months to write wow. it. Wow, I'm impressed. I'm super impressed. Well, if you could just share with us, you know, I kind of told them, like, uh, you know, who you've become or who you're being right now. But how, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey. One of the pictures that my girls actually saw uh, in your book that so fascinated us is that picture of you in, um, I believe you're in one of the tombs in the pyramids, of Egypt and your very young child. So um, it seems like you had quite the interesting growing up experience. So if you'd like to share a little bit, you know, of your journey, that'd be great. Okay, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, yeah, I had a very unusual upbringing. My father was 65 when I was born. And so he taught me at a very young age how to interpret my dreams, um, write them down. And by the time I was nine, I was channeling and meditating, and by the time I was 12 and 13, I was traveling with him around the world, and so he took me to Egypt. Uh, that's the, where the picture was taken in the king's chamber in the sarcophagus, and so I, I learned about Egyptology at a very young age, about sacred geometry, metaphysics, and so forth. Um, he died when I was 23, he passed away, he was 88, so afterwards... I, I was also going through a divorce at that time. I got married very young. And uh, so in 1990, I came down with chronic fatigue syndrome very severely. I was debilitated. And I didn't have much energy to do anything except for study. And I went back to school and finished my degree in psychology and bought every New Age metaphysical book I could, could get my hands on. Um, did a lot of studying alternative medicine because I was very sick. And I was trying to get well, and medical doctors weren't helping me. <laughs> I, I've spent about $40,000 on medical doctors in about 10 years, and uh, I felt worse. I didn't feel better. So I did a lot of studying of alternative practices and holistic modalities and so forth. And um, so it was a journey inward. It was the transformational journey that uh, forced me within and so I became an observer of life, an observer of other people's behavior. Uh, I repeated the, the abusive relationships in my life through friendships and business partnerships. I attract, kept attracting mm -hmm. abusive people to me. And so it wasn't until I realized that I was creating my own reality that I was empowered to finally change it. And that was what really eventually motivated me to write the book and to share my story with others so that others could benefit from it. I love that. Um, it's funny because we have similar, in a way, similar stories. Um, I was born um, conscious and kind of had a wandering journey back to that, if that makes any sense, and uh, very yes. derailed with relationships as well, my physical health as well. And my physical health is actually the doorway to which I entered, you know, my journey of where I am today. So I think it's kind of interesting how some of us have similar uh, similar paths. What I love about you talk to me, um, you really give us a guidebook or a map of really how to, you know, as we talk a lot about raise your frequency, how to, you know, unplug kind of from the matrix and how to begin to, um, you know, I call that what you call the next human. I call kind of like the awakened human or the superhuman, which is the same thing because I know from reading your book. <laughs> but I love, there's so, I don't even know where to start because you really cover every area. And so, would you share with us, what do you think, if you could only share one thing from your book, what do you think um, would be a, a vital piece of information? Well, I think that the reader on the journey through this, what I call the transformation of the seven selves, and so there's seven chapters, and each chapter is focusing on a particular self, and it begins with the ego, which is uh, the pseudo-self in, in Evolution 101, 
and transcending the ego, moving beyond that, creating a space in between your true self and that egoic self. Most people don't are not taught what the ego is. Um, they they think it's just being haughty or or arrogant, but it's really what we identify ourselves with in this life. So I teach you how to identify the ego in yourself and in others, and how to transcend it. And then chapter two is is the phantom self, which is the shadow of the ego. It's what Carl Jung referred to as the shadow part of ourself, and that's the, the part that we uh, project onto others. That's our moral deficiency in the form of hatred and intolerance and judgment and condemnation, jealousy, and so forth, these negative, dark emotions. And that's what causes the, the conflict and the, uh, the wars that we have in the world today. That's the phantom self energy being projected onto the world. So in that chapter, I teach you how to transcend the phantom energy to move beyond it. And then the third chapter is the physical self, which is honoring the intelligent body, realizing your body is more intelligent than you are. So I teach you how to listen to it and honor it. And the upside-down practices of modern medicine that are really teaching us the wrong way to, to, it's a disease care system, and so it's just disease treatment. And so I go into the healing modalities that help me and help me to restore my body into perfect physical health. I was very sick. I had a number of diseases, not just chronic fatigue, but I left all the, the diseases that I had. And so I, I found these alternative approaches that really cured me of these uh, chronic diseases. And now today I'm very grateful to say that I'm in perfect physical health. So, and then the, the fourth chapter is transforming relationships, which is the mirror self. The fifth chapter is the creative self, which is teaching about heart-based manifestation as opposed to brain-based or mind-based manifestation, which uh-huh. a lot of motivational books out there are teaching, like The Secret. <laughs> um, so moving out of the head and into the heart. And the sixth chapter is the ethereal self. That's our ethereal body, our spiritual body, learning how to get in touch with it, the life force energy, the Kundalini, there's a memoir of a Kundalini awakening. Many people are having a Kundalini awakening. They're having that inner body experience. They're having near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences. So we talk about that. We delve into that spiritual aspect of ourself in the ethereal self. And then the final chapter is the zero-point self, which is the, the uh, becoming one with the source, okay, and realizing that we're all one. In that chapter, I delve deeply into the science of spirituality and the spirituality of science and how uh, quantum physics is catching up to ancient mysticism. In other words, physics and metaphysics are two sides of the same coin. And so I delve into the science aspects of spirituality in that chapter and then end the book finally with the ending of the Mayan calendar, the ending of a 13,000-year cycle, and the beginning of the new age of Aquarius and a new 13,000-year cycle which we are now into, <laughs> the age of, of enlightenment. The water bearer is pouring her knowledge and wisdom onto humanity. This is the age mm-hmm. of brotherly and sisterly love and the age of knowledge and wisdom and enlightenment. And now we are moving fast forward into it, into, into an evolutionary stage, which I call the next human. I love that. Now, you mentioned you began channeling when you were very young. Do you have a particular group or um, being uh, that you channel? or And do you still channel, I guess, would be a good question. Well, most of the book was, I believe, channel. I mean, it was pretty much automatic. Uh-huh. I would get up, at, I would wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I just felt compelled to get in front of the computer, and then it just would flow, the words would flow. And, you know, so that, that, in that sense, that's, I don't channel a particular being, no. Uh, but I allow words to come through me. And, and, and also my, through my artwork as well, not just through the writing, but uh, through the artwork as well. That's why I call it mystical expressionism or transformational art. Um, so, you know. That's, now, that's speak to us a, a little bit about that. So, if I were to purchase, is it painting? Is it, you, do you paint? Is that what you mainly do, or do you do a, a number of different mediums? No, I paint, I, I paint in oil, and I also paint uh, in digital art, too. So I have two mediums. Okay. 
Is that, do you believe that that carries, well, of course, everything carries, you know, a frequency, but do you believe when you say transformational art, that means that obviously it didn't just transform you by creating it. It, it transforms the purchaser or it transforms the environment or both if you purchase well, that. How does that work? Right. Well, it, obviously everybody has is attracted to a particular frequency. Everybody is frequency. Right. Um, so it moves in, in, in the feng shui part of it is that it will raise the frequency or vibration of your room or your home. Um, you know, and so obviously you have to to uh, be attracted to it, and so you know this works for me, and and then then obviously it's going to work for your your home or apartment, and and people who have purchased the art and are attracted to the art have mentioned that it does have a very metamorphic effect on them. So that's how it works. That's interesting. Do you have any questions, while or Shannon? Um, well, the, the I do have the one one thing that I saw that you do is uh, it looks like you do some dream analysis. Yes. Um, do you think that maybe your dreams are are a uh, the true serum of what your true soul is trying to tell you? Yeah. So we'll be we dream a metaphor um, because that's, that's the language of the subconscious mind. So when we are, are dreaming, our third eye is, is open and the, our subconscious part of ourself is speaking to us. So it is, it's really a, it's both a deprogramming and a programming. <laughs> and uh, it's a filtering mechanism to filter out all the nonsense that we go through on a daily basis. And then it's a uh, programming mechanism so that it can help to guide us. And if we learn to interpret our dreams properly, then we can naturally be guided by our higher self, which is our subconscious mind. Uh, so dreams can be, can be a very helpful tool. And then I talk about in the book, in Chapter 5, about the power of lucid dreaming and teaching yourself how to lucid dream, to program uh -huh. yourself if you're going to become awake inside of your dreams. And this is extremely empowering because when you are dreaming and you know that you're dreaming, you can do anything. <laughs> and uh, what the first thing that I do is I start to take off flying, you know, uh, levitate or do things with my mind. Uh, you know, I become superhuman in the dream. And I just had one the other night, which is extremely empowering. And so then I, I woke up the next day and something wonderful happened, you know. And I know these are uh -huh. always fine. Yeah, these are always fine. I know whenever I have, have a lucid dream, especially if I'm flying, that means I'm accomplishing my goals. And sure enough, the next day it happened where, you know, I got a phone call and, you know, this, this door is opening up for you. And so it's, it's really, really empowering to teach yourself how to lucid dream because, because then in, in, the, in the real life, which is essentially a dream of life, I mean, you know, this is not what we call true real, hardcore reality because there's no, there's no such thing as something out there. There's no such thing as something solid or physical. Quantum physics has, has already proved this, right? So everything that we can smell, taste, touch, see, is these are all electrical signals that are interpreted by the brain. And once we realize this, this is the matrix, so to speak, okay, and this is a, it's, so the universe is really an innerverse. And so it's really empowering once you get to that level of understanding and when you start to to know that this is that this is not real, not simply just believing or suspecting, <laughs> that's when you can really start to alter and change your reality and remake the universe or universe, your reality, as you see fit. Hmm. I love there, that. There. Yes, so do I. I mean, I, I had a dream the other day that I, I lost my shoes, and I was uh -huh. trying on somebody else's shoes, and it wasn't the right shoes, and I took them off, and I was looking for my shoes. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, very I, 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 I ended up Googling it and uh, to see what it meant, because I knew it had to have some significance, and it said that I was looking <laughs> for my identity. Yeah, I would agree with that. Do you think I could have told you that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Do you well, think all dreams have a meaning? 
do all dreams have a meaning? I mean, do all dreams have a meaning? Like, sometimes can you be watching a TV show at night and then have a dream that something on it's about something that happened in that TV show, or does is it really every dream that you have means something in your life? No, that's not true. Not every dream has a meaning, um, and it, it, especially if you're dreaming about a, a, a TV show. These those are echoes of your of your mind that are replaying through your dream. Well, okay, the, so you, you reason, have to learn how to filter that out. The reason uh, that I asked that is because at 6.30 this morning, I get a text from my daughter who's two hours away in college, and she says, Mom, I just wanted you to know you're the most important person in my life ever. I love you so much. I had a bad dream. You know, I replied back to her, and then later I talked to her, and I was like, sweetie, you know, what was the dream about? She didn't really want to talk about it, and finally she ended up telling me that she had a dream that I committed suicide, and that that is so not like me. I mean, that is just so not like me. And I was like, well, you know, what, what were you thinking about, or was I upset in the dream? And she just said that she had watched Desperate Housewives, and that on there it was there was something about a man had you know killed himself. She goes, I think right. it was just that, but um, it kind of it was kind of weird, kind of freaked me out. Yeah, that's that's all it was. It's just an echo of, of something that she absorbed, and and right. I, I have yeah, I have that all the time, uh, and that's just normal. But uh, that's why we have to really be careful of what we take in before we go to sleep. <laughs> Uh, you know, really deep into an emotional type of movie like that, and then we go to sleep. We're gonna we're gonna replay it. <laughs> the mind that's just the way the mind works. <laughs> right. That's that's interesting. Um, I'm gonna see if we have a question. There's some callers that have been holding, so I'm just gonna take a quick break and see if they have a question. I haven't screened this call, so um, area code six seven eight. Uh, do you have a question or a comment for Jason? I'm just listening. All right. Thank you. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't screen the call, so I know you guys sometimes call in and just listen, so I'll put you back on hold. Thank you. All right. I just wanted to check. I didn't want to ignore anybody, which sometimes I get accused of doing. So, um, (laughs) Jason, what is the worst evil? I'm putting that in quotes because that's a phrase from his book. (laughs) Right. So the, the worst evil... Uh, is not the lone serial killer. It's not the despot or the tyrant such as Hitler or Stalin. It is actually the average citizen. <laughs> and the reason for that is because what happens is a group, tribe, or party, or even a nation of average citizens who identify with a particular idea or ideology, such as fascism, such as Marxism, or communism, right? And this group, tribe, or nation identifies with this ideology so closely that they believe it to be inseparable from the absolute truth. Uh. Therefore, anybody who opposes this ideology is a threat to their very survival. As a result, this group, tribe, party, or nation rises up to defend this belief or opinion, which is all it is, in the form of violence. That's the reason why we had 166 million people brutally killed in the 20th century alone. That is the worst evil. That is the ego. That is the pseudo-self. And so when your ego identified, you and your opinions are one you've identified so closely with your opinions and beliefs. And this is why we have the polarization in American American politics today, why we've been polarized as a nation for the last 12 years, right? So this, you know, mm-hmm. identifying with a particular idea, belief system, party, whatever, so closely uh, that um, you believe it to be inseparable from the absolute truth and therefore you defend that idea with uh, zeal and provocation. And that is the reason why people fight, because the ego says, because you and I disagree, you are my enemy. And to the next human, that is insanity, because we are much more than our opinions. (laughs) We are much more than our beliefs. 
right? Uh, everybody has their own beliefs based on their own perspective. Just because your neighbor has a different belief than you doesn't mean that he is wrong, doesn't mean that he is right, okay? It just means that he has a different perspective of the universe. And just like every animal and every insect is, it has a different level of consciousness, it is the same with humans. Every human is advancing and evolving at their own speed, at their own pace, and so everybody's going to see everything differently. And when we can accept that, then we can accept the fact that everybody is going to have a different perspective of the universe, and so then we love and see people as they are. This is just the way it is. We don't have to. You know, we don't have to, to, to argue. You don't have to be disagreeable to disagree. <laughs> and that's where the next human resides. She resides in the heart. She's out of the head. She's out of the egoic mind. She's past this judgment stage where you're pointing your finger at somebody else saying you're, you're wrong and I'm right, right? And you, she's past that. She's living in the heart, accepting people as they are, and, and looking upon people as, as children because a lot of people, mm-hmm. souls on this planet are in that infancy stage, so we really have to look at them. Jesus said that. He says they know not what they do, right? So that's where that's where people are. And so once we can see that, that there's no reason to fight, there's no reason to argue, there's no reason to 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 go out and buy more guns, right? In mm-hmm. in cause fights and wars and conflicts, that we're moving past. The next human is is going to be non-violent, non-resistant, non-reactive. Because when you react to people in situations, that's the ego. The ego has no free will. When your ego identified, you have no free will. Most current humans have, they have access to free will, but they don't exercise it. And the reason for that is because they're constantly reacting. If you're reacting to what people say or do, if you feel inferior or superior, where's the free will in that kind of life? Right? There is no free will there. The only time you have free will is when you have a choice whether to react or not. You're not you're not succumb to that dinosaur brain, the amygdala, which is a fight or flight response that's reactionary and, and, and just because somebody disagrees with you on the subject of abortion, you know, that you don't have to get all upset. Drill levels don't have to rise. You don't have to to run away from an imaginary saber toothed tiger <laughs> because there is no threat. It's just a difference of opinion. Right, so we're going to move past that egoic stage, and then when we start living in the heart, then we're creating a non-dual, non-polarized reality where everybody benefits, not just you. You're manifesting your reality from the heart. It's a selfless type of manifestation, and so the ego cannot live where the heart is. The heart, the heart. When you're in the heart, you're in the now. You're existing in the now, the present moment. There's no past, there's no future, there's just now, okay? And that is where the next human resides. And again, you know, you said an important point. When you're living from the heart, you're pulling out of your mind and pulling down into your heart. And that is so much more powerful than trying to analyze or figure things out. It's more the being and the knowing than the analyzing and the processing and the thinking. Exactly. Um, So that's what... And you really, and one thing, and I know you teach this too, is you cannot create out of a mind that is not silent. So really there is no creation unless you are living, in my belief, from from the heart to begin with, which I know you talk about as well. So here's a, here's a thing that's good for Valentine's Day. Here's a question for you. So how does a man or woman, what is your view of soulmates? How do we find our soulmates? Okay. Well, that's actually um, an oxymoron. You can't really find your soulmate. But, um, you, you can become a, your soulmate <laughs> and then naturally attract that mate to you. In other words, you, you first have to retrieve your soul and then you attract your mate. There's no going out finding your soulmate. We've been really been misled by a lot of these uh, social sites like um, Match.com and eHarmony and so forth where they convince you that, you know, you join us and you'll find your soulmate. Well, it doesn't work that way. Um, most relationships, I would say at least 90% of them, are ego, what I call ego love relationships, and so therefore they're codependent to some degree, the varying degrees, obviously, but uh, 
this is these are this, uh, codependent relationships are conditional, and it's a coercive type. You feel that you have to be that with that some that person. In other words, you feel that that person needs to complete you. You feel that that person is going to bring you happiness. If you don't have that person, you're not going to be happy. And so this is a very dangerous place to be because it's it's a, it's a neediness. And it's just, it's on the same behavioral dynamic as being addicted to drugs or addicted to alcohol or addicted to gambling or addicted to food or whatever. It's an addiction. It's a codependency. And it's the most common codependency. Is, is that When you find you're not, there's something about yourself that you find distasteful or that you dislike, then the mind, the ego, is naturally going to seek a replacement for it elsewhere. And that is in another person. Okay. And that's when it, that's why 50, the divorce rate in America is 50%. And that doesn't mean uh-huh. that the other 50% are living in peace and harmony and bliss. Okay? That it, it, it's because we're codependent. And so to, find your, to, to uh, attract your soulmate to you, you first have to realize that you're already complete, you're already whole, you're already a divine being, and then you're going to draw healthy boundaries around the self. In other words, you're not going to allow other people to abuse you in any way, to take advantage of you in any way, to walk over you in any way. You realize that you're a divine being. And when you finally come to that self-realization, then you naturally are going to attract different relationships to you, friendships, and even even family members will transform with you if they're growing with you, and and you'd be surprised. I mean, that happened to me. Um, and so that is that's how it works. It's, it's, a, it's called the mirror self. You are who you attract. So everybody's with the right person, okay? Because you're always attracting to you a reflection of yourself. So if you have a dense pain body, which I go into detail in, in Phantom Self. Chapter two, then you're naturally going to marry somebody with a dense pain body. You're not only marrying that person, but you're marrying their pain body, <laughs> right? And so that's when that's what creates the conflicts, and that's what creates the, you know, that negative dark energy where people fight and bicker constantly and so forth and so on. And you have the sadomasochistic relationship usually, where one person is the predator, mm-hmm. the other person is the prey, the victim, and obviously it's to varying degrees, but but. There's so many destructive relationships out there that, and in that chapter I write some short stories that that reflect actual stories and and situations that I I experienced in my life and that uh, my friends, through friends and clients and so forth, that some people can identify with uh, because there's a lot of people out there that are just not happy in, in, in their relationships. And they tend to attract the same person over and over again. The names may change. The faces may change, right? But it's really the same behavioral dynamic. And, and so, you know, I just, uh, I have a friend, and she was married three times. And, 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 you know, she's only 46 years old. And, you know, she's just, I don't, you know, she's, she, she gets depressed. And, and I say, well, now you're starting a new life because now you're, you're, you're becoming awake. You're evolving into the next human. So you're not going to attract that doesn't work anymore. You, she can't attract that negative, abusive type of relationship to her because now she's awakening to her true self, see? And so that's how it works. You transform the self, and then you naturally will attract your soulmate to you. I really agree with that. And some of us have actually, instead of attracting and um, being with the same person like me, you know, with a different body, different name, same person, or as you say, same pain body, same vibration, you know, all of that, some of mm-hmm. us on this call have actually uh, attracted and remarried the same person twice and and did finally learn their lesson, right, Miss Shannon, as uh, they have evolved to higher consciousness. <laughs> it just made me think of you as he was saying that, Shannon, cause not to pick on you because I've certainly done the other and so have you, but I think it's funny that um, that is so true, that whole codependence and um really you cannot attract less than who you are being, and that's such a difficult thing. And I was just talking on a call that I was on the other day, and I said, I know it sounds so trite, and you hear it, you know, in the consciousness world a lot, you know, like you have to love yourself first before you can ever be in a great relationship. But it's so true. You have to radically, I was on a call with Jared, and I called it obscene love. I said you have to, to be obscenely in love with yourself. 
And very few of us really get. I love that, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, I thought, wow, that wasn't me. That was brilliant. Oh, I'm not that brilliant. But, um, you know, I just thought that's beautiful because how many of us really never get there? We never get there. And so we settle for these, we settle literally for these relationships, like you say, with these, you know, lower lower vibrations in the pain body and, and the more the darker shadow sides of ourselves. And, and they are, you know, sadomasochic, you know, in that they're very painful. I've been in relationships for years that the pain, and I'm sure you have had your share too, Jason, at some point, but, um, you know, where the pain is really the emotional or the mental pain, you know, it's ex- and sometimes the physical pain. I've been in physically abusive relationships. It's excruciating, and yet we stay. And, and, you know, it's craziness, you know, craziness. And most of the world is exactly, you know, in a, in a way we don't believe that it's not love if it's not obsessive, but if it's not addictive. And that's the lies that were sold in the romance novels and on TV, too, in my opinion, in the music. Well, yeah, all you have to do is turn on the Bravo channel and watch the house, Real Housewives of New York City to, to and see, watch them throw drinks on each other constantly and the bickering and the fighting that goes on, the craziness in any reality show, really. And you can you really observe the pain body in action. You can observe the ego, and that's, that's educational in, in that sense, if you can look at it that way. But if you're really just watching it because these, people, these people's lives are worse than yours, and that makes you feel better, <laughs> then you're, you're just really watching it to satiate your own ego. But if you watch it right. from an educational, from a, an, uh, an enlightening uh, standpoint, then, then it's actually helpful because you can see the insanity that is the ego, that is the pain body, that creates the chaos, and it is an addiction to pain. And it's not like we intend, in, consciously intend to be in pain. We unconsciously will it. Uh, and that's the reason why people go, go keep going back into abusive relationships. Well, I just had a, a, a male friend of mine who just got out of a six-year tumultuous relationship with a woman where it was just it was horrifying. They would constantly get in the fight. They'd have to call the police. I mean, she would you know break his eyeglasses on his face, you know, and, she, and he would have her arrested. I mean, it was just he was not. It was craziness, you know. But in the time they would break up, he would you know eventually he would just go back to her. And hmm. so this this is just this is the pain body because the pain body feeds on it. Just like you, you and I need food to sustain, sustain ourselves, the pain body energy needs food too, and it feeds on pain. So when you realize that there is a separate entity, you can you can finally create a space in between you and that pain body energy. Stop identifying with it. It's not who you are. This is a you're hosting <laughs> a parasite. Which is really what it is. It's a psychic parasite. This is the thing. That's why I call it the phantom self because it's our unknown face. We don't know. We don't know that it's there, you know. And so until we can we can identify it in ourselves, and you feel it. You whenever you feel anger, whenever you feel jealousy, whenever you feel uh, depression, all these dark emotions. Um, hopelessness or whatever, when it starts to consume you, if it's dark, if it's negative, it's the pain body. So you have to become aware of it first and, and, and stop identifying. And you know, this whole poor me syndrome that a lot of people have, right, where they play the victim to life, that's the phantom prey because they're, they are addicted to absorbing in all this negative energy. And these are the people that come down with the chronic diseases like cancer and, and chronic fatigue syndrome like I had. Because I was playing that, playing that poor me victim syndrome for so long, and because I believed I deserved to suffer, I, it, it started when I was a kid. When I was six years old, my mother married a, uh, a much younger man than my father, and he was abusive. He was an alcoholic. He used to to take a, a will strip switch off of a tree and, and, and spank me until my legs bled. And today, that would be called child abuse. And so that was my <laughs> model, right? That was my model. That this is. Pain, this is normal, violent behavior. So I was bullied physically and verbally every year in school from second grade all the way till 10th grade in high school. And it's because I was attracting the bullies to me, right? Like just like a, a, a fox seeks out a rabbit 100 yards away, <laughs> the bullies would find me and they would pounce on me. 
So mm-hmm. that that prey frequency is it's still the pain body. The bully is a part of the, the predator, and the and then the, the victim is the prey. But it's still that pain body energy, which is dark and parasitical. So until we can transcend it, we're going to be we're going to uh, be hosts of it. Jason, how do you transcend that? Good question. Well. <laughs> Well, like I said, you you have to, and I give you all the tools in that chapter to do that. There's there's many there's four different stages that you go through it. There's an ex, first of all, you have to uh, accept it, accept that you have the pain body, and then that's uh, identifying it yourself and, and noticing that you when you feel those dark negative emotions, and then realize that's not who you are. Okay, and then there's a, the liberation stage where you write down teach you how, how to write down things that you don't like about other people, the, the judgment when you judge somebody else, you criticize or condemn somebody else, and write down these things that annoy you about other people, <laughs> right? And, uh, and then, you know, uh, try to discover those, things, things, uh, those same things in yourself and go back to, you know, if you're, you're early childhood if you have to. If you really hate something about somebody else, it's really that same thing that you really hate in yourself that you're repressing, see? And so that's what the phantom is. It's projecting your own stuff, your own junk that you're not dealing with onto others. So that's mm-hmm. the process, right? And uh, so then you, you, you finally move into the recognition stage. And, and then when you, when, you, when you can recognize the fact that you're judging somebody, you're no longer judging them. You can't be both awake and asleep at the same time, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I have clients say, oh, God, I hate when I judge this person. I hate when... No, 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 no. You're there. If you are if you seeing that you're judging them, you're no longer judging them. <laughs> it's just a negative construct of your mind that you've identified, and that's good. That's part of the transcendence process, see, because that's that's part of your awakening. That's the spark of enlightenment where you can say, oh, I was just judging that person. And then eventually you get to the point where there is no more judgment. You're just observing. See? And that's when you're free. That's when you have free will. That's when you have choice. And that's the stage of the next human. I love that. And that's when you can become a powerful uh, heart-centered manifester. You start to have the tools, you know, to be able to do that. And not, like you said, I love that you said, um, you know, the secret comes from the mind, because I always use that as the illustration or the springboard of how there's a lot of half-truths in the secret, and they just don't take right. it, you know, far enough. It's almost like they tease you, and they're like, you can do this. So I take a lot of the sentences, and I'm like, yes, you can, you know, A, B, C, D, if, you know, you know, I finish. It's like they leave all their sentences, in, in my opinion, half for them. So that's interesting to me. I almost don't understand the whole purpose of the whole thing. But at least it got people interested in consciousness and curious about it. So that leads me to a very popular phrase in the world I play in, which is the Kundalini Awakening, which I think, in my opinion, is a very misunderstood phenomena. And a lot of people think they've attained this experience. And in, in my point of view, they have not and don't really understand what it is. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, what your opinion on that is. Okay. Well, in, in the sixth I will Revolution 601, I go into detail, I give my memoir uh, from May 11th of 2001, which is when it began. And um, it's a process that takes many, many years, but uh, that's that's the, that was the initial stage of it. Um, Essentially, uh, kundalini means she who's coiled, and it's okay. it's a life force it's a life force energy that that is coiled exactly three and one half times around the cosmic or in, actually inside the cosmic bone, which is the tailbone of every human, and there she remains dormant until she is awakened. Um, now, the 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 ancient mystics and shamans and yogis uh, they all have the kundalini awakening, which is why they were they were mystics and shamans and yogis and so forth. Um, but today, because of, because of the evolutionary process that's happening, millions of people around the world are having and will be having the Kundalini awakening. So, and they don't know what it is many a times because I didn't know what was happening to me when I had it. And I, it took me many years of research to figure out what exactly happened to me. And so, um, but what happens is that she 
uh, she starts to, that energy, that wonderful life force, it's feminine energy that raises up the spine. And as it does, she opens up the chakras, which are the organs of the ethereal body. And these chakras start to spin and they start to clear out all this negative energy that you've been carrying around in your soul for so long, countless lifetimes. And and so the purpose of that is to, to, to clear out, to heal that ethereal body, which in turn heals the physical body. And eventually she goes all the way up to the top chakra, the crown chakra, and unfolds this beautiful flower at the top of the head. And then the initiate becomes awakened. This is when the initiate realizes that we are one, we are one being, we are unified, one soul, one consciousness, and this is called what the ancients called self-realization or enlightenment, okay? So uh, that is the purpose of Kundalini, is to awaken the initiate, and to that then you transcend. And the only way to get there, obviously, you have to transcend the ego, because, that's when, because the ego creates separation. That's the purpose of it. It's it to, to create that separation so that um, you can have that separate identity. But we've already moved beyond that stage now where we can have both. We can understand that we are souls, that we are unique and individual souls, just like every snowflake. Snowflake is unique, right? So, But we don't need the ego anymore because the ego is our false self. So we can shed that part of us. It's just like a snake sheds its old, discards its old skin that it doesn't need anymore and it's reborn, it's transformed. So that is the part, that is the purpose of her, of the Kundalini awakening, is to, to have that transform, uh, transformative process of self-realization and enlightenment. Hmm, like that. Um, I want to go into a little bit what you offer. Um, I, I guess I forgot that you offer intuitive astrology readings. It's very interesting. Tell us a little bit about that. What does that mean, intuitive astrology? Some people might not be uh, familiar with that style of a reading. Right. So I, I combine uh, my psychic abilities, my empathic abilities with astrology. I've, I've been studying astrology since I was 12, so for about 30 Five years I have uh, been studying it, and so when I give a reading, uh, I can look at uh, at the chart, and, and many times we can go into past lives and understand what that soul, in particular, uh, individual, has laid out <clears throat> laid out for them in this life. Um, a lot of I counsel a lot of next burgeoning next humans because uh, they are usually confused about their life path. They feel that they're meant to do something important for humanity, but they just don't know what that something mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so many of them are unhappy in their in their careers, they're unhappy in their jobs, they're, in, they're very sensitive souls, these next human souls. So they usually um, are get very depressed because they get into a, a job where the, the boss is abusive or, you know, their coworkers are abusive or whatever. And so they're very, they, they absorb all that negative energy, and so they want to get out and do something with this, that they want to be light workers, you know, but they don't exactly know what, what to do. So we focus in on that. We focus in on their life path. And in astrology, it's, it's through the moon's nodes. We analyze that, and, and so we can determine exactly what the soul, the higher self, has, has laid out. It's a blueprint, essentially, um, before you come into this life. And... And so we help people that way, and uh, we help a lot of people to find their, uh, discover their own life path and guide them along that, those lines. And we also yeah, do I think compatibility. Oh, no, I'm we sorry. Also I compatibility. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, we also do uh, uh, compatibility readings and also um, the overall uh, of the transits, which is predictive astrology. So if, you, if you're unsure where you're going right now, if you come to a crossroads in your life, you want to know, you know, what to do in the next year or two, we can analyze where the planets are and, get, and give you some predictive astrology as well. There you go, Walt. <laughs> uh, that'd be really great for you. Um, okay, so other than that, you offer life coaching. You have your beautiful paintings, which I encourage everyone to go to www.jasonlincolnjeffers.com and take a look at these. These are just like perfect. 
profound paintings, and I can tell that you are totally uh, awakened because uh, one of the, my, in my opinion, the next human or an awakened human uh, is very multifaceted. And people are always like, "How can you do like a million things?" And you're doing this and doing that, and it's so funny, Jason, because you're exactly like that. Like you've got your hand in a lot of different things, and you're skilled and have developed, you know, your gifts. To, uh, you know, a very high level of excellence. So I encourage everyone to go out and even, you know, just look at these beautiful, um, to me they look channel paintings, but they're just, you know, absolutely stunning, um, just beautiful. So and his rates, I believe, are very, uh, very generous and very um, reasonable. If you came to me as a client, Jason, I would tell you to raise your rates, to be honest with <laughs> you. So I encourage you guys, you know, we have thousands of people that listen to the replay and the live call, and I encourage you to take advantage of this because I imagine um, at some point Jason will probably raise his rates because they're very reasonable for um, for what you're getting. And, and, again, he offers, you know, so many different kinds of uh, counseling and, and coaching and readings. So if someone wanted to get a hold of you, obviously I just gave your website. How else can they um, reach you? And they can buy your book. Is it only online? Is it in bookstores? Uh, how can they pick up your book? Well, they, they can find the book there. Uh, thank you, by the way, for saying all those nice things about my art. I appreciate that. Um, they can go to the website at jasonlincolnjeffers.com and just click on the book page. The, the book is available there in three different formats, Kindle, PDF, and also paperback. Uh, they can reach me from my from my site as well from the contact page. You can email me and request a consultation. I give uh, free consultations if they're ready to to get some coaching. Now we can give a, a 30 minute consultation and then decide on you know how to proceed from there, whether they want a life path astrology reading or they want some wellness coaching or whatever. So we usually usually do it via Skype. Uh, so I because of Skype I can counsel. I have clients all over the world. Which, Skype is a wonderful thing. <laughs> I know. It is wonderful. I do, too. I love Skype. You know, that has yeah. really opened up, I think, a lot of international connections. So I agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, like I said, I encourage everyone to um, – I'm still working my way uh, through your book, and thank you for sharing it so generously with me. It's amazing. And I encourage you guys to pick up a copy, especially if you're interested in or, or have thought about – uh, you know, researching some of these different areas. And I know we didn't touch on a lot. There's so much in there. You do talk a lot about diet and uh, go into a lot of different things and help um, sustain the next human and things that don't. And it's just a lot of fascinating, fascinating things. Uh, Shannon or Walt, do you have any final questions? No, no, but I do agree with you, Kim. His, his paintings are amazing. Oh, yeah, you did take a look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, did, I had and uh, each Thank one, that I, I'm assuming each one is unique in its own. So the energy in there is amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Are you now? Are these for sale? Are these for sale? Uh, or do you paint for? Do we? I mean, do you paint for a person? How does that work? As far as your painting? No. Every, yeah. Um, no, I don't paint for. Uh, I don't commission work. I mean, okay. at least I haven't done. Okay. I haven't done it yet. I mean, if somebody asked me to commission work, I probably would. But. Uh, I haven't had a request for that yet. No, they're all for sale. The, the G Clays are limited edition. You can also buy the the open edition prints on on from through the store, and and they're not expensive at all if you do it that way. They're open edition, so they start at like, you know, thirty thirty five dollars for a small small little you know piece, and then you, they go all the way up to three two or three hundred if you want a really wall sized piece. But uh, then the, the limited editions are are signed and, and they're printed out either on glass or on metallic paper or on canvas. Okay. And yeah, so they're either those those are a little bit more expensive. But um and then there's oil paintings which of course are originals and and um so I do those as well. So have have those those different mediums there available. So we can kind of work our way through your galleries and, and take a look at those. Um and they're real, they really are, again, um, quite reasonable and super, super high frequency. These are the kind of paintings um, which I'm probably going to start referring you some clients because I'm always uh, talking about how I believe 
I'm an overkill person. I always say that. You know, I believe that we need to build into, you know, every aspect of our life the highest, you know, light frequencies. And so I'm always, you know, recommending certain artists because I believe, you know, our art should reflect who we are being and becoming and, you know, desire to be. And so, you know, right. obviously it's nice when you're conscious to buy art and even support other people that, you know, are, are spreading consciousness. So, uh, like I said, I'll be sending quite a bit of clients your way. I'll, I'll use your uh, website as an illustration of conscious art. So thank you. <laughs> you know, I, oh. I need a better <laughs> Thank so. you. Thank you so much. Kim, I appreciate you doing that for me. That's that's very nice of you. Very sweet. Oh, you're welcome. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate your time. Um, I know if you're like me, and I can clearly see you're very uh, busy, and I so appreciate you spending the time with us. And I'm sure we could talk hours about all these different things, but I encourage everyone to look for the book on um, online or go to the bookstore and actually buy a copy. It is absolutely amazing. So, um Thank you so much, and uh, have a good evening. Okay, thank you again, Kim, for having me. It's, it's been wonderful. It's been really fun to be on your show. All right, take care. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Shannon, are you still with us? I think you yes, uh, left I am. us for a while there. <laughs> I was here. I was just listening. Okay. Did you look at his painting? No, I didn't, but I'm like really, I really want to now. <laughs> No, I think like they're they're pretty impressive, like Walt said. I mean they're they're absolutely amazing. So I suggest you you check those out. So if you want to get a hold of us, of course, my website is www. Secret. Um, why can't, why am I blanking on my website? <laughs> secret to every is it everything. Secret to everything. <laughs> well, it's like the name of my show. I am losing it. You know you're working too much. When you forget the name of your website, which is the name of your business, which is the name of your radio show that you're talking on. <laughs> which is the I'm thing laughing. that you say like 10 million times a day. I know, I do. So it's www.secretseverything.com. I have to tell a funny story. This is kind of, I don't know if you know this. We were talking about dreams and Walt shared a dream. I do. I know how to um, have conscious dreams, you know, um, and lucid dreaming, as he was saying. And so I had a dream. It was actually about you, Shannon. And you and Brad I. Pitt. Wait, what? What did you say? You're about Brad Pitt, your conscious dream. I'm Will you kidding. stop? Um, <laughs> I would never dream about Brad Pitt, and I won't say why. There's a reason. Um, one, I don't find him very attractive, believe it or not. So Shannon and I are in this dream, and we're escaping from um, thieves. Like we're in this old wooden down like. I don't like house. that so far. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's hilarious. So we're about to be like, I think one of us gets shot or something, or we're hiding. It's really scary. Oh, and all of a sudden, no, just wait. In the middle, this was a long time ago. In the middle of my lucid dream, you know, I become lucid, and I'm like, okay, wait, I don't like this. Let's start again. So the dream starts again because I didn't like it, so I just stop it. So we start the dream again, and I think in the first dream we actually escaped or we were hiding or something, in the second dream, when I did my lucid dream over again, we got caught. <laughs> oh, it was my so God. Funny. I know. I had the exact same. Isn't that funny? I mean, that's just me, you know, backwards. I just thought it was funny. All right. So, anyway, um, if you want to get a hold of me, it's at Serene Wellness on Twitter. Kimberly McGeorge on Facebook or Serenity. Or do you, you have it under Secret to Everything now, Shannon, I think, on Facebook. And, Shannon, do you want to tell them how they can get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me. I'm on Twitter at Shan Roof, S-H-A-N-R-O-O-F, or they can email me at Secret to Everything. My email there is shannon.dr.kim at gmail.com. And, Walt, how can they get a hold of you? Um, you can go to my website, which is www.gotspirits.org. And my email is on there. And if you have any questions or any uh, paranormal activity and you want to get rid of it, just uh, look me up. Or, or, and my Twitter is uh, was it Ghost Hunter Walt. That's my Twitter. Yeah, right I think now. that's. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. I have another. It's funny. All my appointments today, while you'll like this, were um, I did a house clearing and two entity clearings. Isn't that weird? Like, yeah, I have awesome. my appointments. Yeah, but it's all over the world. It's kind of weird. Like, it wasn't meant to be, you know, I don't know why they're calling. It's not like they made an appointment with me for that. It was just kind of weird. So, anyway, um, mm -hmm. yeah, Walt likes to do that, too. So, all right. If no one has anything else, I want to thank everyone for listening. 
Um, you guys are amazing. Thank you for, again, I want to say um, we're running a telesummit. It's free. You can register for free prizes like a mini iPad and lots of other interesting things, www.soulfulconsciousness.com. Tomorrow, Jared Hewitt, a good friend of mine, an amazing healer, intuitive, and channel will be on doing free work. So you can call in and get uh, your questions answered for free. And I'll just, I'll just say he'll just fix everything. How about that? <laughs> you guys could listen. So, again, um, thank, thank you, Terry, by the way, for putting that up there. I appreciate that. So um, she put something up in the chat room. <laughs> or she put it that up because she thinks I'm going to forget my website again, one of the two. But, um, anyway, thanks, everyone who's listening. Thank you who listened to the replay. And, everyone, have an absolutely amazing evening. Who's on next week, Shannon? Um, Michael, is it? No, it's his name is. Let me see here. He does the Michael teaching. I know. I, I Carol had him on her show, Shepherd. and I'm trying to think. Yeah, Shepard's going to be on. Oh, this is really mm-hmm. cool, you guys. Uh, next week, Shepard's going to be on, and he is going to be talking about uh, and channeling. Um, it's Archangel Michael. Is that who it is? And oh, he's going to do a reading on me. So he's going to show you. He does this really cool thing where he reads you. I think, and he's going to do a sample reading on me to show you guys how it works. So I'm really excited about that. So we're going to have a lot of fun, and you guys can call in and ask questions. Yeah, it'll be awesome, Terry. So, everybody, thank you. Sorry, I'm talking to people in the chat room. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have an amazing week. Many blessings to you, and good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening on Our Secrets Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time, from 7 to 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio.